May 6, 2022. Coming up on the program today, Demon Gendered and Into Corpse Pain. There's a Tinder match for you. Plus, when one of your multiple personalities is a cat in heat, autism is as fake as asthma, and getting kneaded to death by a bread machine. All this coming up today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents great moments in 911 emergency phone calls. 911, where's your emergency? Um, I have a question. Okay. Um, I tried to call My dog was mating with another dog, and uh, his dick is stuck in her. Yes. Um, I don't know what to do. Uh-oh. Your dog? Yeah, he he was um, mating with another dog. Well, that's how it works. I know, but his dick is stuck in her. They're but, trying to get it out. Well, they 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 lie like that for about forty-five minutes after it happens. So it stays like that. Yeah, they they dogs stay like that for about forty-five minutes after they mate. Oh, so like their his thing still needs to be attached to her. That's how it works. Oh, okay. I'm sorry for calling. Oh, okay. Are you alone by yourself there? Yeah, I'm just watching the dogs, and I'm just kind of home playing with okay, some friends. Were you trying to get these dogs to breed? No. They, um, this girl, um, they've just been like play dates for a while, and they've just been breeding. Oh, have you ever have you ever thought of getting those animals fixed? I haven't thought about this. I'm 11 years old. Okay, but that's a good idea. Okay. Because what what are you gonna do with the puppies now? Um, we don't know. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. She is a fat cunt. Be Ma'am, step back. Step back. Get off my phone! I'm not going to fight for my country. I just want to smoke my weed, man. At least I'm not going to die because I'm a careless fairy. Homosexuals! Hey freaks, Tim Henson, back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. Got a great program for you today. Uh, I have long held the belief that Great Britain produces some of the best documentaries ever. Uh, We have featured some of them here on the show. Uh, Just recently, we talked uh, about a news story involving a man who grew a penis on his arm. Boom, that's a documentary currently airing in the UK right now. Many years ago, there was another one we featured called like The Town of Tards. Back then, it was okay to call mentally handicapped people that horrible, horrible slur. But yeah, it was. it's all about a town of uh, mentally disabled people living together in harmony. And the town was, like, functioning pretty well. I don't know what our excuse is here in the United States. You know, we've got, uh, you know, our infrastructure is crumbling. There's protests in the street. It's utter anarchy at, like, school board meetings and city council meetings and stuff. But over there, in the town run by the mentally handicapped, it's smooth sailing. We should really study what's going on over there. It's not a socialist town. It's not a uh, democratically controlled town. It's uh, what they call a friendocracy. Whenever there's a dispute, they just turn to each other and say, you're my friend, you're my friend, and they hug. Problem solved. So yeah, British television produces some great documentaries, but also uh, the internet. British uh, YouTube channels like Barcroft and Truly, they're knocking it out of the park with some really weird shit. I went through their YouTube channel and found some recent documentaries, stuff like being electrocuted hasn't stopped me from modeling. That's like a very uh, inspiring tale. Here's another one. I am a long nail goddess, and I've been one for now 16 years. My fiancé absolutely adores my nails. He has a love for nails. I know everyone talks about the bathroom issue. There's always going to be something negative. 
it's not negative. It's just we're curious and no one ever explains how you do it. Uh, if you didn't understand what she was saying, uh, this woman has extremely long fingernails. I would say they're what, a foot and a half, maybe two feet long. Uh, according to the title, these nails cost her $300 a month. But I think it's because... You know, she blings them out. Artistry of nail. I love having art. This is just the equivalent of a tattoo or a piercing for me. The great thing about this documentary in particular is you actually see her trying to live life with her nails. So she, like, tries to cook. To be realistic, of course we have challenges with our nails. We just learn how to work around them and have resources to support whatever we need to do. Oh, she is struggling trying to butter that toast. While we don't get an answer about how she wipes, of course, they never answer. Uh, we do get to see her washing her hands and, you know, some of her hygiene regimen. This is the same regimen we do at the salon. I wash the top and the bottom separately. I have to. Both hands cannot fit in at the same time, obviously, yeah. because of these. Her nails look like a crustacean in the sink, you know, like, like a lobster. Or a crab or something. Anyway, so she soaps up her, her fingernails. And a couple times a week, she says, uh, she actually scrubs the underside with alcohol. You know, just to get all the caked on shit off of there. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this documentary because there's so many other ones. Like uh, the man with elephant-sized legs. If you like the thought of that one, you'll really love the documentary. My 24-7 ventilator hasn't stopped me from modeling. I have a condition called spinal muscular atrophy, but it's the most wasting condition. You know, if the modeling work dries up, and I don't see how that's possible, uh, I could also see you having a very successful voiceover artist career. Like it did in the beginning, but like now I just got on with life. I am a model and uh, guess a social media influencer. Oh, a model and a social media. In I'm sorry. What the fuck is she modeling? I've never seen her in, in an ad for like Gucci. Or something. I mean, maybe she models ventilators. That kind of makes sense. Good for her. She's making her dreams come true and all, I guess. If you want to see what she looks like, yeah, I'll make her today's chapter artwork. Why not? I'm a monster. I just hope she doesn't want to get into acting. And I'll tell you why. If you listen to her. TikTok and Instagram are my platforms It sounds like she's sprung a leak constantly. And, I, and I'm, I'm sure that's because of the ventilator hose. But you might want to get that checked out. Is it supposed to make that noise? I just want to educate people on disabilities. I, I just guess so. Police, like, understand that we're no different from you. We're just treated the same as you. We just think you can barely hear her. It's like she's got bad reception. <laughs> the TV station's not coming in clear. <laughs> you want to see more of her? Uh, you can check out the uh, the Truly YouTube channel or any medical supply catalog from the last few months. I'm sure she's heavily featured in there. Moving on, uh, other interesting documentaries I found. Uh, the Teen Who Smells of Fish. We may have played this one on the show. I'm Melissa, the teen who constantly smells like fish. Oh, yeah. High school must have been hell for her. I mean, the bad, mean jokes just kind of write themselves, right? The name of my medical condition is trimethylamineria. It makes me smell like fish. The problem is that's a hard word to pronounce. So all the kids at school just called me pussy stank. 
That's the term the kids really just sort of grabbed onto. So trimethylaminuria prevents certain proteins from being broken down in your digestive system. And when your body can't break them down, they sit basically sit in your gut and rot. Yeah, we featured this fishy disease before on the podcast. You know, just like uh, any other long-running YouTube channel, they, they keep trying to up themselves and create uh, more extreme... Extreme! Thank you. Uh, content to get those, uh, the, those view numbers up. So now what I've noticed is they're sort of uh, like doubling up on the subject matter. For instance... Uh, this documentary is titled I'm Non-Binary, Ting, right? That's the first thing. And in addition to that, my wife is only three feet, two inches tall. Double whammy. How the hell could you not want to watch this? This is three foot two Jade. She fell in love with five foot nine Todd. The first thing I noticed about Todd. Would have been way cooler if he was actually like tall, tall, at least like Six foot two, six foot three. That was their long, beautiful hair. Not long into the relationship, Todd had something on their mind and needed to be honest with Jade. I realized that non-binary is something that really fit with me. This revelation only made the couple strong. The long hair should have been a clue. She is going to make a very attractive female, though. All right, uh, so the last documentary I wanted to share with you from this channel is I Identify as a Gender Fluid Demon Doll. Of course you do. Man, we have come a long way from just, like, documentaries about long fingernails. It was a simpler time back three minutes ago on this podcast. I'm Vlad, and I'm a Gender Fluid Demon Doll reclaiming the beauty in the monstrous. I never go out without makeup on. I'm inspired oh by my God. corpse paint, historical fashion. Ah! My mom's coming over to see me. Did she say that she was into corpse pain? This girl is truly freaky looking. Again, uh, check out the chapter artwork to see what I'm talking about. I'm inspired by clowns, corpse paint. <laughs> corpse paint? Historical fashion. My mom's coming over to see me. We're quite different people. Again, I'm not here to play the entire documentary today. We're not doing a deep dive on these things, but I, I, I gotta fast forward to the part where she um, reveals to her mom that she is a demon doll into corpse pain. Also, I'm hoping for a definition of what the hell corpse pain is. Do you ever get worried about me, like going out in public, about what people might say and do? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. Only because I think some people um, can be very rude for no reason. You have almost thought. I mean, there is a reason why people might make a comment like, oh, my God, there's a walking demon there. Plays of people. <laughs> uh, yes, I have. Sure. Her teeth. When she talks, her teeth are bloody. Yes, I have. And I will. <laughs> Still would. Well, I kind of misunderstood what this was all about. I thought she was coming out to her mom as a gender fluid demon doll. They're just she knew the mom knew about this. They were just having a chat. Regardless, just uh, amazing documentaries over there from Barcroft and Truly. Check out those YouTube channels. All right, moving on now. A couple days ago on the podcast, we were talking about uh, the abortion issue, uh, the very hotly debated Roe versus Wade potentially being overturned and all the protests and all that shit, right? Well, I've got a clip here. I thought this was kind of funny of um, a New Hampshire state representative, Susan DeLemus. She's fucking losing her mind here. She's screaming at uh, protesters who are pro-choice. Shame on you! Shame on all of you! Shame on you, Kevin! 
of like the pro-life Oprah. You're a murderer, and you're a murderer, and you're a murderer, and you're all murderers! Now, the real reason why I wanted to play this is just to show you how similar she sounds to this. This is what they take out of you! video I made back in 2003 with my friend. They cut it out of you, this little baby. Take it out of you. This was not an anti-abortion video, though. This was a commercial for an abortion clinic. Let us take it out of you. Hi, I'm Dr. Stephen Felgood of the Felgood Abortion Clinique. Stuck with a fetus you don't want? We'll take care of it. And there's no better time than now. We're butchers. It's true. This month, with any fetus removal service, you can try our Hickory Smoke Baby Burger for only $3.99. It's the Felgood Clinique in Delhi. Very highbrow humor as always. But again, is it any different than this? same clip i i hear no difference moving on now uh it's been a while since we featured any uh fake disorder cringe and i've got a couple examples here of what's going on in that fucked up little community uh first up you know most of the fake disorders uh we talk about here on the program involve multiple personalities or did dissociative identity disorder uh and that's what we're going to start with today we've got a couple of cat alters getting into into fights. Yes, apparently the personalities floating around your fruity little brain can be felines. And uh, we've got a problem brewing in one DID system. Uh, They actually wrote about this. Moral problems about cat alters. Me and my partnered system have cat alters. Both of them are behaving fully like cats. Guys, I'm already confused. I don't know what partnered system means. I think at first I thought it meant like this person has a boyfriend or girlfriend who also has DID. But what I think it means is like some of the some of the alters in his or her brain are like dating. So it's not a real relationship. It's all just happening in this person's head. All right. Me and my partnered system have cat alters. Both of them are behaving fully like cats, but the partnered system's alter has higher awareness about having human body. Since they met each other, they both are heated, meaning they're they're both in heat. Due to higher awareness about her body, my partnered system's alter went too far. It triggered our trauma, and all of our system feels terrified with the thought of this happening again. So one of the cat alters started fucking, like, humping an- another cat alter. If I'm reading this correctly, and who knows if I am, for a moment, my altar was aggressive towards the other altar, but it stopped and she's behaving as before. What concerns us is this. And I'm going to paraphrase this next part because, you know, it's, it's too much technical terms and stuff. But so uh, she, this person is afraid of having the cat in heat 
come forward, be, be the, the prominent altar, right? Fronting is what it's called. They don't want the, the horny cat to be front and center, raping all of the, <laughs> the other altars in, uh, in their brain. All right. We don't want my altar to be hurt and to have intercourse happen. But like, I don't know how to deal with this situation. I feel extremely weird with it. I struggle with intercommunication, and my cat altar is only hissing and scratching at the host of our partnered system. Why isn't this a TikTok? I want audio of this. All right. Uh, my cat altar is only hissing and scratching while demanding his cat altar to front. I don't want to prevent both altars from seeing each other, but for now, this is the only way. Tell me, freaks, is there anything worse than having one of your cat altars in heat? You come for me. Come for me, cat. Who's my little pussy slut? You know what? Actually, there might be something worse than having a cat altar in heat, and that is being a black man with a racist altar. Who's the racist altar in the system? I'm not saying his name because... Yeah, uh, you don't want to summon him, right? Um, it's kind of like Voldemort or Beetlejuice or Candyman or something like that. You say his name too many times, he comes to the front. I would love to say he's gotten better over the years, but that's a lie. He just doesn't say the N-word anymore. Which- well, that's progress, I guess. See, I always thought the problem with racists was that... Typically, they're not exposed to black folks. They don't understand. They don't see that. Oh, they're they're just people, too. They're living their lives. They're good. But you can't get any closer to a black person than, like, living in their brain. And this guy is still racist. I guess it's good. Yeah, fuck all that noise Lance was just talking about. I'd rather be called the N-word than a coon-eyed moon cricket. Okay, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> I... There's something going on here. The first person who was speaking in this video was Lance. His name is Charles, but his name is Lance. Now, Tiana is speaking. And what's interesting is when Tiana speaks, the guy in the video changes his T-shirt. Fuck all that noise Lance was just talking about. I'd rather be called the N-word than a coon-eyed moon cricket. All right. At one point in time, we weren't feeling black enough. And he reminded us every single day that we were black. Now, this is another altar named Switch. I guess he did his job. Now we're now we're going to hear from Nathan, part of the DID system. We have a racist altar. Yes. Has the racist altar said some racist shit to me? Yes. Have I proceeded to beat the fuck out of the racist altar? And did he apologize? No, he didn't apologize, but I did beat the fuck out of him. It's like a punching bag. As always, I question these accounts. Like, is this satire? Is this supposed? Is this real life? Well, I went to this guy's uh, actual TikTok page, and like all of his videos have to do with uh, you know multiple personalities and being in a DID system. He seems like he's for real, at least you know in his own mind. I found another interesting video. Someone posed the question, uh, how do your white alters feel about being in a black body? Well, we know how one of his alters feel about the situation. They're not a big fan. I don't know how many alters this guy has, but let's see how the, uh, the how the whites like living in a black body. How do white alters feel about being in a black body? This feels like a trap. So pass. Okay, that's Ro- Rowena. Personally, don't like looking other black people in the eye because I feel like they can tell. So if I avert my eyes, they won't be able to tell. 
Good strategy, Myrtle. I remember there was a time I was front stuck for a while. And, you know, this is before we knew. And I hated looking in the mirror. So we were just looking homeless for about, you know, three to five months before somebody else took the front. And this is Chester, one of the white alters. Didn't like looking at his black image in the mirror. So just uh, forego basic hygiene, I guess. And, you know, God is right. I can't lie. It took me a while to learn to love the body that we're in. Where's the racist altar? Janet's not racist. But I love the body that we're in because black is beautiful. Maybe he expelled uh, the the racist demon inside of him. I don't know. Anyway, uh, his TikTok account is the Enigma System, if you want to check him out. You know, kind of related to this fake disorder cringe is a clip I ran across of uh, conservative radio show host Michael Savage. Like, he's he's pretty right-wing. As a matter of fact, he's been uh, canceled a few times. Like, literally canceled. He used to be on MSNBC. His show was canceled. He's been kicked off of a couple uh, radio networks and stuff. I think he does a podcast now. But Michael has some interesting opinions on autism. He doesn't believe it's real. <laughs> you my opinion on autism, since I'm not talking about autism? A fraud. A racket. For a long while, we were hearing that every minority child had, had asthma. Why did they suddenly... Why was there an asthma epidemic amongst minority children? Because I'll tell you why. The children got extra welfare if they were, were disabled. Oh, and they got extra help. Not only is autism fake, but so is asthma. In school, it was a... <laughs> That's how the minorities are scamming us. Seasonal allergies. Okay. Everyone went in and was told, <coughs> when the nurse looks at you, you go, <coughs> I don't know, the dust got me. So everyone had asthma from the minority community. That was well, I had allergies. Number one. Okay. Now the uh, the illness. But okay, as, I guess asthma is a little more extreme than just seasonal allergies. Asthma from the minority community. That was number one. Now the, uh, the illness du jour is autism. You know what autism is? I'll tell you what autism is in 99% of the cases. It's a brat who hasn't been told to cut the act out. That's what autism is. Yeah, it's just like a child who hasn't been slapped around enough. What do you mean they <laughs> scream and they're silent? They don't have a father around to tell them, don't act like a moron, you'll get nowhere in life. Stop acting like a putz. <laughs> Straighten up, act like a man. Don't sit there crying. And I would love to just sit down with Michael Savage and play some of these um, fake disorder clips from TikTok, like these multiple personality kids. Moron, you'll get nowhere in life. That's Stop. what I want his opinions on. Stop acting like a putz. Straighten up, act like a man. Don't sit there crying and screaming, idiot. Autism. Everybody has an illness. Hey, stop drooling and licking the window, you idiot. You moron. Snap out of it, putz. <laughs> if I behaved like a fool, my father... Stop shitting yourself. Call me a fool. And he said to me, don't behave like a fool. Yeah. The worst thing, he said, don't behave like a fool. You're don't a be moron. anybody's dummy. <laughs> don't sound like an idiot. Don't act like a girl. Don't cry. That's what I was raised with. That's what you should raise your children with. Stop at the center. Michael Savage for president. Think about it. We could get rid of asthma. We could get rid of autism. We could get rid of um, sissies. Is that what he said? Stop acting like a sissy. Look at all these problems we're taking care of. His solution for everything is uh, stop being a moron, you putz. Don't act like a girl. Don't cry. Yeah. That's what I was raised with. That's what you should raise your children with. Stop at the sensitivity training. You're turning your son into a girl, and you're turning a nation into a nation of losers and beaten men. Fools. That's why we have the politicians we have. On the big station, 93 yeah. BLX. Hey, Arnetta. Real quick, before we get into the news, I've got a, a bit of a public freakout at a Walmart. Uh, in this clip, an old man is in the bread aisle, and he's got his cart up against the shelves, right? And uh, someone wants to get 
a, a, a loaf of bread, but the cart is blocking it, and the old man won't move his cart. So uh, an employee uh, moves it for the customer, and that pisses off the old man. Hey, oh. hey, thank you. That's hey. my buggy. What the fuck are y'all doing, man? So you know we're dealing with an elderly person. My buggy. That's my buggy. My buggy. What the fuck are y'all doing, man? No, what I... the goddamn hell are you doing? I asked him to move it for me. You don't move people. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You don't move people. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Here. That's my buggy. I'm a worker, I don't give a damn if you are, boy. You, you don't have to cops. cops. I will call the cops. I want to escort you. I'll escort you out myself. You want me to go get loopy? Go. You want me to go get loopy? Go. I will tear your ass up, boy. Do I have to I'm 67 you? years. You know, at first, I, I thought, like, this is acting. This isn't a real confrontation. You know what I mean? I it will just call seems kind of fake. I'll escort you out myself. But I was reading through the comments, and it was just the um the, the employee was laughing because he thought it was funny getting into a fight you with an old go dude. Loopy? Go. You want me to go get loopy? Go. I will tear your ass. I don't know if he's saying he's going to get someone named Lupe. <laughs> This does take place in Texas. Um, or if he's saying, you want me to get loopy. So, boy, you know that means. I'm 67 years old and I will kick you all over this place. No, you yeah. will not. Now you got to go. Now you got to go. He go has to go. Go ahead and call him. That's my buggy. That's my buggy. Fight for me. Get to that. You can hear the employee laughing as he walks away. You think it's funny? The only reason I think it's real is because it is an old man screaming at a Walmart. That certainly sounds believable, right? Uh, we've, we've, we've played many clips like that before. All right. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I'm fucked up news. Right now. member of the Distorted View Sideshow, what are you waiting for? Help support this stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak, and when you do, you will gain full access to the entire archive of programs. I've been at this since December 2004. That means there are thousands of past programs in the archives for you to listen to. More importantly, though, when you sign up, you gain access to all of the new shows we're doing. Uh, typically, we do two Sideshow-exclusive podcasts a week. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are the norm. That's what went down this week. So it's a great time to sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive. $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Again, superfreaksideshow.com. You can sign up through the website. If you happen to listen to DV on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can now sign up right in those apps. It makes it very easy to start getting all of those exclusive shows. Just a few taps and uh, you're in getting Sideshow content. Not a bad deal at all. Other ways to support the program. We do have a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. I can't stress that enough. Thank you to all of my patrons. And of course... You sideshow freaks, you are the reason this show continues. All right, three very quick stories now. First up, I guess we have to talk about this Madison Cawthorn thing. Uh, my God, isn't it fucking weird? Uh, so Madison Cawthorn, for those of you that don't know, uh, is a North Carolina congressman. He's very like rah-rah, gods, guns, family values, all that bullshit. Naturally, he was found doing a bunch of gay stuff. He's also that congressman who's in a wheelchair, but not for, like, a noble reason. It's not like he he's, like, a war vet. He got his legs blown off in Iraq or Afghanistan or something. He was, like, snowboarding. 
Just like the whitest way possible to lose your legs. And I wouldn't expect anything less from someone named Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> He's got the whitest name possible. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. It does say here that he was he was in a car accident. He was in a BMW car accident. So again, it's still very white. It's basically like snowboarding. Anyway, I, like up until a day or so ago, I was actually on Madison's side. You may remember, like he came out uh, a couple what, a month or two ago and was like, "Hey, Congress is fucking weird, man. Like all these old Republican dudes want me to do coke. They're inviting me to coked out orgy parties." That's what's going down in Washington, D.C. Well, you know who didn't like that? Old Republicans. And apparently, they're now on a mission to destroy Madison Cawthorn by releasing all these like weird gay things. Now, the, the first thing that I saw was this clip with uh, him and his friend, I guess maybe his congressional aide or something. I don't know. Uh, they were in a car and they're just sort of like goofing around. His friend puts his hand on Madison's leg and near his crotch, grabs it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, straight guys do gay stuff all the time because it's funny, right? Uh, I could sort of understand that. And then there was like a picture of him in drag with some girls out. And I tried to explain that away. I was like, well, maybe they were going to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show or something. You dress up for that. I mean, he wasn't like a drag queen, but he had like earrings and he had like a bra or camisole or something. Like it was, it was kind of strange. Then there was those Ven Venmo screenshots. That same guy who touched Madison's crotch, he was sent money uh, for things like loving me daily and nightly and nudes. And again, kind of jokey, right? I used to do that all the time when I was like living with Joey or something, and I would pay my half of the rent. I would give Joe a check and in the memo line it would be for embarrassing things herpes settlement condoms lube you know that type of thing so uh, I sort of thought okay well it was probably just a joke but then have you guys seen the video this one is hard to explain away the video features at least a few guys in uh, I, I guess a hotel room or something Madison Cawthorn is naked you see his hairy ass. He's on a bed and he's jamming his crotch. Again, he's completely naked. Jamming his crotch, thrusting it into another person. Now, people in the video who have really examined the thing said it's uh, someone's face. It's hard to tell. In my opinion, it's hard to tell if uh, what we're looking at is uh, like a he's trying to fuck someone's butt or fuck their mouth. But regardless, doesn't matter. He's fucking another dude, and apparently it's supposed to be his cousin, which is even stranger. Now, I could I could explain it away again. If this guy was even, even wearing underwear, and he was just sort of like jamming his crotch in another guy's face. Okay, just some dudes horsing around. But when you actually have exposed cock meat, and you're pushing it into another man's face... When cock meets mouth like that, it's just, it's gay. It's sex at that point, right? You know, even more interesting is like right before this video leaked, Madison wrote a statement talking about how uh, there are people trying to de de destroy his career and blackmail him and stuff. And then boom, this. so I think he knew the video was about to come out. He also said that uh, in the video, he was just trying to be funny. It's just a fun thing what he was doing. It's just a fun thing. The video, which has been shared widely on social media, shows a man who appears to be Cawthorn thrusting himself at another man's face while, I mean, it's totally Cawthorn. 
Cawthorn, right? I mean, his wheelchair is right next to the bed. He's like trying to pull himself up. It's, it's Cawthorn. Cawthorn 26 immediately faced resounding criticism with some, uh, some labeling him a hypocrite for engaging what appears to be a simulated sex act with another man while he simultaneously speaks out against LGBTQ rights. I guess that's the real issue here is the hypocrisy. Writing on Twitter shortly after the video leaked, Cawthorn said, A new hit against me just dropped. He continued, Years ago in this video, I was being crass with a friend trying to be funny. We were acting foolish and joking. That's it. I'm not backing down. I told you there would be a drip drip campaign. I can't wait to find out what drops next. I doubt this is like the worst of what Madison has done. All right. Uh, the leaked video is just the latest in a string of embarrassing leaks and scandals. In recent weeks, Politico has released images which appear to show Cawthorn wearing lingerie uh, in what appears to be a party setting. Later, the Daily Mail leaked a video which shows Cawthorn sitting in a car as a member of his staff, Stephen L. Smith. I say that's his boyfriend. Reaches out and grabs his crotch. Now, all of this could be in retaliation for those comments about uh, drug-fueled orgies, but Cawthorn is getting himself in trouble, too. Like, he tried to bring a loaded gun <laughs> onto a plane <laughs> or something, so uh, that was an issue for him. He's also due in court in May after he was found to be driving on a revoked license. He had two pending speeding tickets at the time. Oh, God, no! Don't worry, freaks. I am on top of this news story. If any new Madison Cawthorn video leaks... I will be the first to report them to you after I masturbate to them, of course. Second story we have for you today. Oh, young love. Justin Montanay of Colorado was engaged to marry the love of his life, Alexa Wyatt. The excited couple hired a Texas-based videography company to capture their big day. They signed a contract with the company and put down a $1,800 deposit. But tragedy struck. Before their nuptials, Alexis died in a car crash at the age of 22. Yeah, that kind of sucks. The death was shocking, sudden, and devastating. Justin was tasked with picking up the pieces of their broken wedding plans while mourning the loss of his love. A few weeks later, Justin emailed the videography company to tell them that there would be no wedding. He explained the tragic circumstances and asked if he could get back his $1,800 deposit. Sir, I don't think you understand what deposits are for. I understand this is a uh, kind of a unique scenario, and if the company or, or the people that work there had any fucking heart, they would give you the deposit, but technically they don't have to, right? The company said no, and that his deposit was non-refundable, as is the industry standard. While Justin says his other vendors were understanding about the cancellation and of his grief, this particular company took its refund refusal a step further. And really, this is uh, what has elevated this news story into uh, distorted view territory. All right. Uh, when the heartbroken husband-to-be kept trying to get his money back, and when he took his story public when he couldn't, the company reportedly began threatening to sue him. Then they got super vindictive. So the name of this videography company is Copper Stallion Media. They bought a webpage under Montanay's name to mock him. I don't think the site exists any longer, but there are screenshots. The website reads, On February 17th, Justin reached out by email to tell us that the wedding was off due to the death of his fiance. We replied and expressed our sympathy and explained to him that all of our wedding contracts are non-refundable. 
He kept emailing us trying to get a refund, and we kept reiterating that the contract is non-refundable. We eventually stopped responding since the issue was moot. Then, on the day that the wedding was supposed to take place, you know, if the bride-to-be wasn't killed in a car accident, uh, the videography company posted on Facebook, Today would have been the day where we would have filmed Justin and Alexis's wedding, the Facebook page read, after what Justin pulled with the media stunt to try and shake us down for a refund. We hope you sob and cry all day for what would have been your wedding day. Jesus Christ, that's harsh. Thousands of people flooded review sites and left bad reviews for CSM. As of today, CSM's website, Facebook page, and page on The Knot, you know, a website for uh, weddings and stuff like that, uh, are no longer up. One California videographer who asked to remain anonymous said that CSM paid her only after she sent 30 emails asking for her payment. She said she felt the company was sketchy when there was no direct phone number to call anyone about her payment. No wonder they didn't want to give this guy a refund. A Texas videographer who also asked to remain anonymous says the checks came from Organized Weddings, LLC. According to the Denver Post, who did some digging, Organized Weddings is likely linked to Jesse J. Clark, who was sued by the Massachusetts Attorney General in 2013 for taking the money of 90 couples and never delivering on their wedding videos. Clark apparently is not allowed to do business in Massachusetts anymore. So he um, essentially fled with a number of warrants. The state attorney general had an order against him and he was no longer able to do business in the state. Like anything, you know, when you're going to shell out thousands of dollars, look at the reviews. You know, if they have a lot of bad reviews, that's a red flag. If they have very few reviews, also a red flag. I mean, this is fucking remedial Internet 101 shit. Use your brain, Justin. I mean, I'm sorry your wife died, but you've had plenty of time to mourn. Now I can scold you for being dumb final story we have for you today. Oh, look, more death and destruction. What a great way to end the week. A woman has died after getting stuck in a bread machine. (laughs) Jesus. She got stuck in a bread machine for an hour. Just about enough time to start rising. Unfortunately, she didn't rise enough to get the hell out of the machine, though. If only they used a little more yeast. All right, this is the second time a worker has died while operating machinery within weeks in just one state. Virginia Lopez Severiano, 44, died while cleaning an industrial bread machine at the Azteca Market in Selma, North Carolina. So, like, when she was, like, bent over into the machine, she fell in, I'm guessing, right? And then someone switched it on? Half of her body, ah, became trapped in the machine. First responders arrived on the scene and spent almost 90 minutes trying to free Lopez. The Selma Fire Department basically took the machine apart in order to get the woman out. Was she, like, still all in one piece, or was she kind of, like, kneaded up into a ball? Is that not a question I should ask? I'm sorry, I'm curious. I'm curious what the hell this bread machine did to the woman. Fire Chief Philip McDaniel said it took uh, small tools to complete the tedious rescue that released the worker. He said that the machine appeared to be on when Lopez began cleaning. Well, that's her own fucking fault. You turn the stuff off before you clean it. After being freed, Lopez was airlifted to Duke University Hospital, where doctors planned to operate on her arm, but she died from her injuries that night. Night. Her grieving daughter took to Facebook to confirm the news and honor her mother. 
Miriam uh, Amando Lopez remembered her mom as kind, funny, silly, hardworking, beautiful, a provider, a nurturer, and the backbone of our family. A GoFundMe page created to support the family surpassed the $5,000 goal. That's good. Within the first day of being shared online, the daughter expressed her family's gratitude for the donations in another Facebook post. Uh, The proceeds will go for funeral expenses and any other related costs for my mom's arrangement. Thank you all for your support. I've always said and believed that community is so important and vital, and I've never been more grateful than now. Well, I could not agree more. I wish I could donate some money to this GoFundMe campaign, but uh, I'm poor. Uh, Instead, I've got something better. How about I donate some of my talent I, of course, am talking about my God-given gift of voice. I would like to perform a song in honor of this woman who died tragically in a bread machine. Two, three, four... like a Muppet. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. You know all the ways to contact me. Don't forget, we've got a brand new YouTube channel. Been posting new videos every single day over there, so uh, check that out. Uh, all right, let's check in with uh, a patron calling in here. Hello, Chugaboo. Hello, Timmy Boo. Unicorn hey, Hamster. Sorry about that. I should have known. Voice, you know, you know what it feels like to have yeah still not good that's how I, I had to ha- I had to hang up on I him I heard myself heard myself the other day I think I called in the weekend and asked this something about Satan trending and it was that Marjorie uh, green woman that weird lady politician yeah the it weird lady the whole abortion thing by the way, I think Galileo would be pro-choice. No, not pro-choice. Pro pro-life. No abortion. Uh, abolishing Roe v. Wade or whatever the fuck that. Yeah, is. he wants as many little children as possible popping out of cunts. Those are potential girlfriends. Politics that much. I'm guessing he would, because he would like to have fun with. Uh, you know, young girls that cannot yep. get pregnant you're and then eventually... You're absolutely right. Uh, by the way, your phone still sounds like shit, so I'm going to cut off your call. But but a uh, very good point. Like that. Let's uh, let's try another call here. Hi, Timmy Boo. This is Hello. your lady freak calling in. Low battery smoke detector. Um, I was just thinking something weird. And like, what kind of... I was just wondering, what kind of listeners listen to Distorted View. I think it's actually a varied crowd of people. It is. Um, I would describe myself as a strange person. I love avant-garde music. I love poetry. Like recently you played uh, some spoken word poetry and I'm like, yeah, I love that shit. I do that shit. And I love 
Yoko Ono, for instance. Oh, like, Lord. In my free time, oh, I fuck is wrong with you? Yoko Ono of my own volition. Okay. Yes. I find her ear rapey. That's what I like. But I'm just curious, like, are there other people like me who listen to Distorted View? Am I just weird? And for some context, I've been listening to Distorted View. Listen, everyone who listens to this podcast is weird in some way, shape, or form. Since, like, 2008. So, I'm a longtime freak. I love the show. And I love you, Timmy Boo. But what other freaks are out there? I know, like... Well, very good question. I don't have a lot of um, uh, demographic information that, that you're looking for. What's kind of cool, though, is, uh, you know, uh, Distorted View is on Spotify, and Spotify provides some uh, cool information. Like, I, I've got a breakdown of gender. Uh, seventeen per- Only 17% of listeners are female. thought it was closer to, like, 30. Uh, apparently not. Uh, females are fleeing this podcast. 77% of the listeners are m- uh, male. 3% are non-specified, and 3% are non-binary. The average age uh, or age group is 28 to 34 and uh, people who listen to Distorted View also love to listen to Eminem, Metallica, Red Hot Chili Peppers, System of a Down, and Taylor Swift. So, yeah, varied. They're all over the map there with their musical uh, interests. I'm so fucking horny for you, Timmy Boo Hanson. Well, that voice is doing something for me. So, um, okay, I'm down. Hey, Tim. Turbo with Max here. Turbo! I just listened to your Wednesday, February 9th show, <laughs> and, uh... Now I can only think of the Corn Nuts guy when this guy calls in. Hey, Tim. Turbo with Max here. Corn Nuts, an intensely crunchy corn snack, comes in seven nut-busting flavors. Bust a nut at a convenience store near you. Neaty made that observation not too long ago. Hey, Tim. Turbo with Max here. <laughs> I just listened to your Wednesday, February 9th show, and, uh... You mentioned, or you had the thing about the guy um, saying which cartoon characters he crushed on. And uh, you mentioned uh, Misty from Pokemon. My yeah. recollection is that she was supposed to be the same age as Ash, the protagonist, and he was 10, I believe. So that was some <laughs> Galileo 2333 yeah. stuff. And then I just have a general question that has nothing to do with that show specifically. Has anyone ever threatened you as a result of your podcasting? That's one of the reasons I got out of doing my live show, actually. I was paranoid at the time because I was trying to get off booze uh, just by tapering off, and it didn't really work. Hmm. In the end, I just had to, uh, you know, do it with Librium. And that's I don't know what the hell half those words are, okay. but um, have I ever been, th- I've been threatened with legal things before? Nothing's ever come of that. But yeah, before I pulled that off, you know, I wasn't like in full-on DT's withdrawal. I've been, I mean, people have said they want to kill me and stuff, but it's not, never been a real threat. Anything, but it made me really fucking... As you can tell, I'm still alive. Paranoid for a long time. Most people, though, know, even when I say horrible things, I'm a good boy. I'm just goofing around. It's just a fun thing. Look at me. Do I look serious? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm harmless. I'm just an idiot. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-660. Oh, God. Is it? Oh, God. I'm Alyssa, the teen who constantly smells like fish. By the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. 
I'll be back on Monday to do it over again. Until then, bye, everybody. It's Friday, baby. Fuck. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Fuck. Yeah, Friday, baby. Fuck. Fuck. The weekend, baby. has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.